as we approach your throne in gratitude, in praises, in thanksgiving, in worship, in honor, in reference. We stand in awe of you and we bless you. Thank you for this move of the Spirit this morning. You have come in a mighty way through to us today. Zion in session, the Holy Ghost bubbling in our spirit unto the Lord. Father, we receive that which you have done. Every deposit of the Spirit, we receive it, the fullness of joy. We receive the administration of the spirit of joy. We shake off every depression, every distraction, every sorrow, every sadness. We shake them off. We are not coming under that influence. Every influence of fear, every influence of anxiety, of depression, of trouble. We shake them off. We go in these our mights. With the might of the Holy Ghost, the force of joy, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We walk with thanksgiving, with praises, and the life of God issues and flow out of our spirit to our spirit, of the of his of the Holy Ghost to our spirit, to us uh, from our spirit to our soul, to our body, to our issues, to our situations, our circumstances, to people all around us. We spread the joy of the law. We spread the savor of life unto people all around us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take a seat gloriously in God's presence. I welcome us to God's presence one more time. I want to appreciate the pastor of this church for giving me this opportunity to share the word of God. And I believe you're going to be blessed on ground online. I believe God has something for you this morning. Every time Zion is in session, God is there. Is there with his word. Is there with his spirit. He has something to say. It might not even particularly be the topic of the sermon that God is speaking to you. But if you open your heart to the Lord, you will hear your own word. I pray that today each one of us will hear is our home word from the Lord in the name of Jesus. You know, I believe the move of the Spirit as we were worshiping the Lord this morning, I discover it just came to my spirit like that that this church is a peculiar church. Is a this branch of the full redemption chapel is a peculiar branch. It's a unique branch. And it will take the eyes of the spirit and the heart of faith to see what God is doing. We, we might still not have overfilled this venue. But one thing we know is that the seeds are going out. 
the rain is coming from heaven. And all of a sudden, we will see the hair, we will see the blade. We will see the growth. We will see the springing up. And we're going to see it in the physical. The Lord bless us in the name of Jesus. Can we open to Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 to 34. We're going to be studying the scriptures. And I'm going to be sharing with us on what the Lord put on my heart. Engaging the kingdom of God. Engaging the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24 to 34. I want us to read it in context so that we see the context of which the kingdom of God comes out of this passage of the scriptures. The scripture says, No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the hair, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thoughts, can add one cubit unto a stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith that shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. If we consider this passage, we will see the Lord Jesus Christ 
giving us the principle, one of the cardinal principles of the kingdom of God. It drew a parallel between the natural life that we have to live and how to operate that natural life. It started by saying, take no thoughts. It started by saying, no man can serve two masters. You know, there are always two ways. The narrow way, the broad way. There is always God and the devil that we can choose from. But after drawing it for us, don't take thought about what you are going to eat, what you are going to drink, the cloth you are going to put on, where you are going to live, how tall you are, how short you are. But it's boy say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. If you want to consider, if somebody started talking from verse 24 and on and on and on unto 32, when you now get to 33, he gave us the clue. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The scripture says, all other things shall be added unto us. And as it is, every one of us who knows the Lord, who walks with the Lord, who has come into a relationship with the Lord through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ by putting our personal faith in him. We know as it is, we are in the kingdom of God. For the scripture says, God has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And can we go to Romans chapter 14, verse 17? Roman, Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, and the righteousness of God. That is what should be your priority. That is what should be paramount in your heart as you walk the face of the heart. And the scripture says in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, the scripture says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So if Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God, and he already said, don't think of what you are going to eat, how you are going to clot yourself. Here is also saying, it is not in meat and drink. It is not in your natural life that I'm talking about. What to eat, the festival, the Sabbath, the services, everything. And he said, but it's righteousness. It is peace. And it is the joy in the Holy Ghost. We have, all of us, we know, we are in a sovereign, let's say, a sovereign nation. United Kingdom, before United Kingdom, used to be the kingdom of Great Britain. And I did a research. I discovered the kingdom of Great Britain 
existed for like 94 years before the nations, they come together and it is now United Kingdom. We have the understanding of what the kingdom is. There is always the domain. There is always the king. There is the sovereignty, the rulership. So if God is saying, engage the kingdom of God in your life, it means don't live your life by yourself. Engage is bringing to bear. Bringing into operation the rulership of someone of something. Getting to occupy in our lives the kingdom of God. Bringing the kingdom of God into daily operations we do. Letting God, who is the king of our kingdom rule, letting his rule, his, his, his status. I, I just did a little study. I discovered God said he gave the children of Israel, he gave them ten commandments. Out of the ten commandments, many statutes, many laws, many guidance, many guidelines that is based upon the, the ten commandments. So God wants us to engage the kingdom of God on our natural life. We have got the natural physical life that we have to live on the heart. And at the end of the ages, we know the kingdom of God will physically come to bear on the heart. God is still bringing his kingdom on the heart. But the now that we have to do is bringing to bear the spiritual impact, the spiritual influence of God upon our daily lives. The kingdom of God we're talking about this morning is the unseen supernatural way of oppression in our life. The scripture says, one version of this Romans chapter 14 verse 17 says, it's not about eating and drinking. It is about pleasing God. It's about living in peace. It's about true happiness. The kingdom of God is about pleasing God. It's about living in peace. It's about true happiness. All this comes from the Holy Spirit. And if you are saying, bring it to bear. Bring to bear upon your life the reign of God. That is, get the partnership of God with your life. I was listening to daddy minister this morning and he said, I pray one prayer for, your, for you. That you will not run your life by your wisdom. Because if we run as human beings, we know we are limited. If you notice what is pervading the atmosphere now is anxiety, depression, sorrow, worry, uncertainties, hopelessness, people are jittery, the governments, they, are, they don't know what to do. When the government say, let's do this, 
You see people rising up to say, no, 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 it's not going to work that way. You see people in high, high place in life failing and falling. And we, we have seen the limitation of human beings. We may, we may deceive ourselves and say we are unlimited, but every individual knows that human beings, we are unlimited. The government can put structures in place. It is God that makes all things work. The scripture says, God uphold all things by the power of his word. Life exists because God created life. And he still says, life should exist. Things are working. You know, scientists may study all they want to study. But it is just because God has told the sun, rise at certain time, go down at certain time. This different season, come at different season. A time will come that God is still going to change his role. But those of us that we are with God now, and as many as we still come to God, God wants us to bring it to bear upon our life. The reign of God is in the Lord's prayer. Jesus said, pray this way. So, 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 thy will be done as it is in heaven. So be it done on the heart. We might not see it physically for now, but we can bring it to bear in our own personal life. And we are going to look at brief description of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is that kingdom that breaks in pieces and consume every other kingdom. Kingdoms of this world, many kingdoms have risen. Many kingdoms have waned. But the kingdom of God stands forever. We can see that Daniel chapter 2 verse 44. It's spoken in a context in Daniel chapter 2 about what is still going to happen at the end of the day. But what is going to happen physically it is what is happening now spiritually that we have to bring to bear in our lives. Can we open to Daniel chapter 2, verse 44? I want us to look at what the word of the Lord says. Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. The scripture says, And in the days of these kings, said the God of heaven, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. The kingdom of God stands forever. The headquarter might be in heaven now. God is still going to bring his headquarter physically upon the surface of these hearts. But spiritually now, we can operate the influence, the rulership, the sovereignty of the kingdom of God in our lives. The kingdom of God, it is not of this world. Jesus said in John 18 verse 36, he said when he was to be arrested, 
And the apostle, I think, I, I believe it was Apostle Peter who drew out his sword and caught somebody's ear. No, you are not going to take the master. He said, let it be. Put in your sword. My kingdom is not of this world. It is it's not because I cannot ask my father to send legions of angels. But because my kingdom is not of this world, I am not going to do it. The kingdom of God that we are talking about, it's a, the kingdom, it refers to the sphere of independent action or control of God. He sov God is sovereignly, sovereignly reigning. He's reigning in heaven. He's reigning in the heart of those of us who are his children. He's reigning through his church upon the earth, the true church. Not every church is the true church. We know that. But people who are called the church, the called out saints, called out established walking in the way, walking by the word of the Lord. The, that sphere, there is that sphere in the spirit. The, in the unseen realm, where God is reigning, and we can see the physical impact. Satan also is reigning in the unseen realm. We can see his physical impact. God wants those of us who are the saints of God to enforce the control that God enforces in heaven. We have been taught here. Because God has given man authority upon the heart, he is never going to walk against his own word. He's never going to walk against his own rule. Whatever God is going to do on the earth, he will do through a man. Because he, he created the world. He put, him, he put man in charge. He gave us authority. The authority that Adam lost to the devil. Jesus Christ, the second Adam, has come to collect that authority and give it back to us. And as many of us that we press into it, and that's why the scripture says, from the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. One person says, the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing and only the violent, they are pressing into it. The spiritual sovereignty of God, we can have the impact in our physical life if only we are going to engage it. The kingdom of God is an everlasting kingdom. Daniel 7 verse 27 tells us it's an everlasting kingdom. It is the, the, the influence of God that will be forever and ever. The kingdom of God will eventually become operational physically. It operates from heaven. Matthew 16 verse 19, we can see that there. Psalm 103, verse 19. I want us to read that. Psalm 103, verse 19. Engaging the kingdom of God. Exalting the influence of God over your life, over your affairs. Exalting it in our world. Exalting it in your personal life, in your family life. Getting God on board. 
of your life, of your issue. That's what God is teaching us about this morning, verse 19. The Bible says, The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruled over all. The kingdom of God rules over all. There is no sphere of life. There is no aspect of life that God's kingdom does not rule over. Sometimes people may ask, if God is in control, why do evil things happen on the world, on the heart? Sometimes it's, people say, why do bad things happen to good people? And one of the answers is, there's actually no good people on the earth, <laughs> no good person. God is the only good person. Bad things can happen to righteous people when righteous people sleep off. Evil are happening on the heart because human beings allow evil to happen on the heart. The scripture tells us in Psalm 17 verse 4, it said, concerning the works of man, by the words of your mouth, I have separated my ways from the ways of the destroyers. When human beings refuse to enforce the word of God, we give the devil the opportunity to walk on the heart. When human beings create evil by themselves, evil happens on the heart. The scripture says, the kingdom of God, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, is not in words, but in, in demonstration of power. The kingdom of God is about exacting the power of God, exacting the authority of God. And if you have the knowledge that the kingdom of God ruleth over all, we must develop confidence and courage in what we have. The kingdom of God is about the power of God. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, the scripture says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. In Matthew, the script, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is not in observation, but the kingdom of God is in you. As physically as the kingdom of God is in heaven. You know, there is this interchangeable word in the Bible. The kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is in heaven. The kingdom of heaven is there already. Physically like we have our physical world. God is there. Angels are there. The living creatures are there. The 24 elders are there. Right there in heaven. We see the devil also, you know, operating it also in the unseen realm. And the scripture says, can we open to Luke also, Luke chapter 9? I'm taking us through this so that we see what the word of God has said about the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 9, verse 2. Luke chapter 9, verse 2. The scripture says, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Where the kingdom of God is operational, there is healing. There is liberty. 
there is freedom. There is the inner supply of the Spirit of God, of the grace of God, to become all that we must become, to do all that we must do in God. He said, he sent them to preach the kingdom of God. And in preaching the kingdom of God, they were healing. In preaching the kingdom of God, the disciples, they raised the dead. In preaching the kingdom of God, liberty came. In preaching the kingdom of God, freedom came. In preaching the kingdom of God, confidence came. And the kingdom of God talks about the freedom, the liberty that you can have in your spirits. The inner strength to be all that God has ordained you to be. The strength of the Holy Ghost in you. The workings of God flowing through a man to bring solution to problems. To bring inventions to issues. To bring lights. To bring direction. To bring guidance. I pray the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Can we open to Luke chapter 17 also? Verse 20 to 21. Luke chapter 17. Verse 20 to 21. And when it was demanded of the Pharisees. When the kingdom of God should come. He answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. If you are born again, you are a child of God. The kingdom of God is within you. We only need to get it operational. And God wants his kingdom. The only way the kingdom of God will be felt on the earth is by the children of God manifesting the kingdom. The scripture says this word is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God in your world, in your school, in your place of work, in our homes, in our personal life. In our health, your finances, your marriages, your relationships, everything, the kingdom of God can be exalted. The kingdom of God can manifest. And how do we manifest? How do we engage the operation of the power of God? The operation of the spirit of God? The operation of the wisdom of God in our lives? Number one, I'm going to be saying, it is by maintaining a vital relationship with the king of the kingdom. There is no way you, our authority in Christ is a delegated authority. If your authority has not been given to you by the king of the kingdom, you cannot exert authority. If you are going to exert the authority of God, if you are going to manifest the kingdom of God, we must be in a vital relationship with the kingdom of the kingdom. A living one. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. As 
For you cannot do anything apart from me. Like a branch cannot perform, cannot be fruitful, except it abide in the vine. If you are going to exert the kingdom of God in your life, you must actually get into the kingdom. And if you are not in the kingdom, how do we get into the kingdom? It's by giving our heart to Jesus, the one who has come to represent the kingdom of God to us. We saw the way Jesus lived his life. No limits, no boundary, no limitation. Kings, physical king in his days, they could not terrorize Jesus. Sicknesses could not terrorize Jesus. Jesus, lack, needs, want, could not terrorize Jesus. Somebody who could take five loaves of bread with two fish and he would say, Father, I thank you because you always hear me. And he started giving 5,000 men heads at a time. 4,000 men ate at a time. We could see that's not, that's not somebody anybody could terrorize. That's not somebody anybody could say, where are you going? Somebody who could get to the, to the, to the, to the tomb of Lazarus and he would say, Lazarus, come out. Somebody who could heal the woman that was bent over 18 years. And he said, ought not this daughter of Abraham be made free? Somebody who could ask somebody with a withered hand to say, stretch forth your hand. Miracles flowing. Wonders flowing in the life of Jesus. Some people told Jesus, they said, Jesus, Jesus, go away, go away. Herod wants to kill. He said, go and tell that fox. Today, I do kill. Today, I heal. Tomorrow, I shall be glorified. He, he, it was a, a confident life that Jesus lived. It was an intentional life that he lived. It was not a life that was, that it was the situation and circumstances surrounding him that he was living, that, that, that was dictating the life that Jesus lived. I'm remembering a story now from the scriptures. The Bible says, when Jesus told them, I am the bread of life. I came from heaven. You are going to eat my flesh. If you do not eat my flesh, you are going to die. The Bible says, the people, they, they gathered against him. And they pull him, they push him to the brow of a cliff. The scripture says, and he just went through. Went through. Just left them there. That was somebody, they couldn't do anything. Probably, they didn't see him any longer. Probably they were just arrested by the angels of God. And that is the life that God wants us to live. The life, the, the life that the Old Testament saints operated in. Somebody like Prophet Elijah who said, If I'm a man of God, let fire come from heaven. Devour you and your 50. And it happened. The life that people like Joshua lived. And Joshua could say, you son, stand in Gibeon. You know, you moon, you stay in Ijalon. I want to avenge the enemy of the Lord. Life of power, of miracles. And God said, he said, you shall decree a thing. 
and it shall be established. God wants us to be confident, to develop a confidence in the God that is in us. The kingdom of God is in our spirits. The power of God is resident in our spirits. I was going to ask a question. When we finish worshiping this morning, let me ask you a question. I don't know. How many of us felt something? You felt something when we were worshiping God. How many of God just worshiped God from our spirit? We didn't feel anything. You, just, you knew there was a flow in your spirit. Do you understand my question? Was, there, was it a feeling you were feeling in your body that I need to praise God? Or a flow in your spirit that I just must respond to God this morning? And that is the kingdom of God. It is not, when we open up our mouth and we pray in the Holy Ghost, there is no feeling. When we open up our mouth and we, and we decrease something in the name of the Lord, we don't need our feeling. Do you need a feeling? What if I say, Brother John, and you are Brother John, do you need a feeling to answer Brother John? No, no, not at all. We, God wants us to get past our feelings. Just operate. Yield to that flow from your spirit. If you are going tomorrow and you see a blind man and the flow come in your spirit to say, excuse me, can I pray with you? Please yield to the flow and expect God to work miracles. If someone dies by you, and the flow comes from your spirit to say, you lay your hands and command the spirit of death to lose his hold. You please just go ahead of it. The only thing God wants us to do, how we operate the kingdom, is to just follow the flow. Follow your flow in your spirit. For, let's follow the flow of the Holy Spirit in us. Do not let us continue to wait for the feeling. God is past our feeling. The Bible says God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The life that God has called us to live is a supernatural life. A life that is beyond the natural. A life where we will not see the rain. Where we will not see the wind. Yet, our trenches shall be filled with water. Daddy was praying this morning. He said, you are going to overtake people who have gone ahead of you. Are you overtaking or you are not overtaking? For an example, somebody has been saving for deposits, saving for deposits, saving for deposits. Uh, one bowl of ice cream you could not buy. Offering in church you could not give. Somebody needs something he could not do. I'm save, saving for the deposit of the mortgage I want to take. And here is somebody giving everything is God for the law. It's not about don't save. God expects you to save. There must be a percentage of your income you save. There must be your first tithe, your first tenth should go to the law. Uh, but someone trusting the law and God will just say that little money you have saved. Invest in this, and in the next three months, the investment goes up, and the person could even buy his house if he decides he can pay money. And you that you have been saving for the deposit, saving for the deposit, waiting for lender to come and lend you, 
And you are, you are afraid of whatever might happen after that. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that we serve. That is the life of miracles that God wants us to do, that God wants us to live. And those of us that we know the Lord at this time, I discover we have to get out of the usual. These are the seasons of the unusual. These are the seasons of suddenly. The scripture says, suddenly the Messiah, the Savior that you're looking for, will just get into his temple. So be, be on the lookout for miracles, brethren. Be on the lookout for the workings of God through you. Be on the lookout for the workings of God for you. How do we operate the kingdom? You first get into the kingdom by being born again. By giving your heart to Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord. We operate the kingdom by maintaining a vital relationship with the Lord. The king of the kingdom. We operate the kingdom by agreeing with God. That God is in me. God can flow through me. God can do it through me. What is it? God can, is in me. God can flow through me. God can do it through me. God can do it for me. Believe God. Agree with God. Let's put our attention to it. Let's take time to study what has God said about the kingdom. What has God said about me? What promise of God are you holding on to? Last week, the pastor just finished with us. According to your faith, be it unto you. The possibilities of the kingdom of God. And if the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. All things in England means all things in Scotland. All things in England means all things in Nigeria. The solution to life issue we seek is in our seeking the kingdom of God, the oppression of God. The kingdom of God we're talking about is not the physical one this morning. But that the oppression of God, how he does his own things. What, the way he wants you to do it. And that will bring us back to being a nest and being led by the Holy Ghost. We will never outgrow it. Why on this side of the world? To be led of the Holy Ghost. We will never outgrow it. It is what every one of us must give attention to every time. Take time to study over and over again. We do not see results in our life because we are just do, doing, most of the time, Christians, we do random doing, random praying, random, you know, let's scatter this one, this one, this one. We don't know which one is going to. Mm -hmm. God wants us to be purposive, to be intelligent, 
intentional about our life. This last week I was trying, I was asking myself this question. How many of us write things down in church or in study, in Bible studies, in your personal Bible study, and you go back again to go and read it over? They are never going to take root. Every word of God we hear, the first time is excitement. It takes time to go back on it, to become solidified until the kingdom of God becomes solidified in our spirit. We are not going to see the outworking of it. And that's why many children of God are sick, are broke, are heartbroken, and depressed. It's, a, it's an abomination for a child of God to say, I am depressed, I'm thinking of committing suicide. It must never happen. Where is the joy of the Lord in your heart? And when we don't give attention, and that's why the scriptures say, study to show yourself approved unto God. A, a what? A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God is challenging our hearts to intentional study. What is study? Is what to give attention and time to. We have to give attention and time to these faiths. They say faith work. We have to give attention and time to what does the word of God say about faith? How do I operate my faith? How we, the word of God says we should pray. How does the word of God say we should pray? We have to give our attention and our time to study all of this. Before and when they become solidified in our hearts, God is never going to lower his standard for us. When they become solidified in our hearts, we see the outworking of the kingdom of God. So we, we operate, we enforce the kingdom of God in our life. We engage the kingdom of God by being led by the Holy Ghost, being earnest by the Holy Ghost, not just in what you like. But in every aspect of our lives, then we engage the kingdom of God by obeying the laws of the kingdom. God has his law. He said, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Faith operates by love. If you want to exercise faith, you want to exercise the authority, you are not walking in love. It is not going to work. The scripture says, having in readiness to avenge all disobedience when your own obedience is complete. No selective obedience. I'm going to obey in the morning. I am going to do my own thing on my finances, I am going to obey in prayer, Holy Spirit, I am going to pray in the Holy Ghost for two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five hours a day. 
But in my marriage, I am going, when I am not a fool, when God gave me the Holy Ghost, he didn't take my brain away. As long as we want to do it that way, we are not going to get the result of God. All of the laws of the kingdom, all of the rules of the kingdom, when it is not convenient, when it is not comfortable. I read a post this last week. Somebody said, it's not about the scriptures you, memori- you have memorized, that you read, that you can quote. It's about the scriptures you are obeying. That's what brings the results. That's what, it's about the one we are obeying in every aspect of our lives. And that's what brings, that's what brings confidence in our hearts. That's what breeds the confidence. That's what plug whatever loophole that the devil wants to take in our lives as children of God. For an example, I, I had a servant of God say something that he had, they got on one bus, himself and a brother got on one bus, they agreed on a fee, not here in London, they agreed on a fee for the journey. Only, but the, the, the fee, actually, it has been inflated. And only for the other people in the bus, when they got to the middle of the road, they said, we are not going to pay the, the one with the fare that we agreed. It's, we are just, you just want to cheat us. That he just told that brother, you know we are Christians. And the scripture says, we, if we sweat even to our own heart, we have to go through. So we are not going to join these people. They cannot. Now that is our Christianity. That is how our light shines. Obeying even to the minutest details. That's what God is calling us onto. And that's what is going to bring kings, nobles, Gentiles to our light and to our brightness. How do we enforce, how do we engage the kingdom of God? We engage the kingdom of God in prayers. I discover prayers, we just talk about it. Prayers is not just ask, it's not just about asking for your need, 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 need every time. There is the prayer of fellowship and communion. And I believe our morning quiet times, our morning devotional time should actually be about fellowship, about communion. You just want to love the Lord. You just want to worship him. You just want to listen to him. You just want to know him. You know, so many things have been modeled up in the way we, we, we were trained somewhat in Christendom. That this is how you do your quiet time. You thank God for two minutes. You confess. Some people say you confess sin. Some people will say you repent. Some people will say you... Mm-hmm. But you will discover that our communion day to day, and before you know, I don't know how many of us, if you take stock of your quiet time, sometimes it's becoming, oh Lord, I pray for this. Oh, sometimes I tell myself, okay, what are you even doing? 
I pray for this. I pray for this. It's not about don't pray for this. Don't pray for that. It's about, Father, I am here to say thank you for today. I love you. I worship you. Here go. Let's assume we don't go to work. This morning I was imagining that maybe everybody, there is no nurse, there is no doctor, there is no accountant, there is no administrator, there is no lecturer. Everybody is in Tufani. What is going, are we still going to live this kind of life? That is, you can wake up, you are just at the control of your time. I've heard of a man, oh, I think he's a servant of God, who lived in the eastern part of the, of the heart. And when he, that he got to America, he, he, he couldn't get down from the boat. He just say, hey, is this how the western world is? So noisy, I can't stay here. Take me back. And we need to go back to those times of quiet reflections, quiet communion with the Lord. Quiet communion, quiet worship. And I want to say, those of us that we are here, one of the privileges we have got here in this country is the privilege of quietness. We must take advantage of it. How do we get led by the Holy Ghost? How does information, direction, innovations, inventions get downloaded in our spirit? Is it not in the quietness of our spirit? Is it not when we take issues to the Lord? It is not every time God is going to give you a dream. It is not every time God is going to give you open revelation. It is not every time the Holy Spirit speaks to our spirit and it gets to our mind by thoughts. And if we do all of the talking, and as many of us that are here, one of the things I believe we should be pursuing is to pursue jobs, businesses, things, that gives you the control of your time. The amount of time we have to dedicate to our destiny and the work of the Lord is not what we can be battling with with an employer here and there. Or we begin to spend our nights. We enforce the kingdom of God by prayers, prophetic prayers, preemptive prayers. If you check through the New Testament, the book of Acts, that we, we didn't see so many places where the apostles were saying, oh Lord, please give us this, give us this, give us this. It's not wrong to pray about God give me physical, material things. He has said we should ask. But prophetic prayers, declarative prayers, declaring the word, praying the word over your life. I discover that children of God, we have to even have time for confession. Time for, con not confession of sin, confession of the word of God. Confession of prophetic declaration. 
I discovered I will, I just took the booklet for last year end time army convention this week. When it was firstly sent, I discovered they helped us to write uh, the prophetic declaration. I was then I said, "Oh my God, praise God!" I become all of a sudden I just I said, "Oh my God, where has my head gone to?" This booklet has been there. I've not been confessing anything. I I, I brought it clear. We have to have time of confession. I discovered that many of the prayers we are even praying, if we are not praying them right. Oh Lord, come and come and destroy the head of the devil. It, 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 that is no prayer. God expects us to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind you, Satan. We command you to lose your hold in the name of Jesus. There are things we can ask God to do. And God wants us to live our life intelligently, pray with understanding, praise God with understanding. I thank God for Star Christie this morning when she was saying, just thank God, I don't know what you are grateful for. Do you know we have to even praise God intelligently? All this that we do, Father, I just thank you. Father, I just thank you. It's, it's a lie. When you wanted to say, oh my Father, hey, you can see a boss Ah, Jesus, touch her eye. Change this thing. My promotion. Oh, Lord God. We know how to spell it. It is when we are not thanking God that all that we say, Father, we just, I just want to thank you. Thank you. you are, we need to also begin to spell it. Lord, for this one. Lord, for this one. Lord, for this one. And that's how we enforce the kingdom. In And if you are the type who does mm, 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 mm. we have to get to the habit of opening our mouth to declare God's word over our issue. This life we are living in is a voice activated life. The kingdom of God is a voice. Somebody was sharing a testimony this last week as this thing he said he was so happy when he, when the technology came that you can speak to your phone. If you want to write a book, you can just speak to your computer and the computer will be right. Is it phone or computer? The, uh, hey, that the, the, all this smart thing will be writing that he was. That the Holy Spirit said, man is coming to the realization of how God created his world. That when God said, let there be, let there be, let there be. And so when John G. Lake said, science is how God does his thing. Is, the, is, is, is that not science? Science is how God does his things. It's, science is how God does his thing. Scientists are just finding out what God has put in life. And so it should not bamboozle us. Those of us that we are children of God. It should not bamboozle us that they can create, oh my God, that they can cre create supersonic jets. They can, whatever human being does on the surface of the earth, technology, everything, it should not bamboozle us. Artificial intelligence should not bamboozle us. God created man as a creator on the earth. So when he said be fruitful, be, what is the next thing? Be fruitful, multiply, 
Somebody said in the original Greek writing, it is be productive. Create. So that there is technological advancement, there is discovery. It is not about it. Human beings are not doing anything extraordinary. Scientists should not bamboozle us. We are only discovering in nature what God has put in nature. The intelligence that God put in man is what we are just putting to use. And the devil cannot create a new thing. He is a counterfeiter. So we have to learn a, the, over and over we have been taught a closed mouth is a closed destiny. Many of the things we are praying and we say I'm believing God, I'm waiting on God, it is God waiting on us. Whatever we talk, so when Jesus said, behold, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind on the heart shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose on the heart shall be loosed in heaven. Excuse me, brothers and sisters. If you are rebuking the devil and in your mind you are saying, the devil does not know what goes on in your mind. Creations can hear. Situations and circumstances can hear. Sometimes I think we need to even pity God. Who has given us all of himself? Baba Kenneth Copeland said there was a day he went to God and he was crying. I was saying, oh God, you've got to help me. Oh God, you've got to help me. And God said, Kenneth, what are you doing? I don't listen to my children cry out of desperation. I listen to their cry of faith. It's only unbelievers, sinners that can cry out to me in desperation that I listen. I expect you to cry out to me out of faith. I know this is my father. Daddy said this morning, God loves us. And that love is real. He's excited about our life. Even when we make mistakes. He only wants us to just acknowledge, Father, I did my own thing today. Oh, I didn't do your thing. I am sorry. I'm coming back. Please forgive me. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. We go on. He gave us that authority. When I discovered that, that if I were God, Ahab will repent. If he repented 1,000 times over, I'm going to destroy him. And Ahab just repented for one little time and God said, Come, 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 Isaiah, don't you see? I won't do the evil. I discovered that there is that God deliberately made himself weak for us. To forgive us. To bear us. To accommodate and tolerate us. And in that, and in that, he poured his glory upon us. And he told the devil, I am going to teach you a lesson. I created you to worship me. Here you are rebelling. I am going to create a being from the dust, put myself in them so much, they can approach unto me. They can exercise my authority. And 
they are going to teach you lesson. It's a honor. It's a glory that we can say in the mighty name of Jesus, Satan, I rebuke you. And he listen. He does not. Oh my God. He, he can't withstand it. We have not come in our name. So God wants us to know there is no situation or circumstance no matter how complicated, the only thing we've got to do is what is God saying specifically in this issue? What do I say? Holy Spirit. What do I do? Holy Spirit. And once we do it that way, we are enforcing the kingdom. We are engaging the kingdom. Many of our, our angels, many of them are bored. Because we don't even dispatch them. It is not that we are going to say, angel, go like this for me. But when we speak the word of God, the Bible says, his word runneth swiftly. Angels of God are to the voice of the word of God. And until we say them out of our lives, like Pastor Israel will say, we are in the world. We are the one living in the realms of time. God lives in eternity. So what he, has, what he has given us, if you choose to take it by age 30, ride on, enjoy it. If you choose to continue to blab before the Lord and you push it to age 40, God bless you. If you push it to age 50, God bless you. In your dream, the devil is still slapping you around. You continue to beg. The day you wake up in your heart and you say, Either two you have gone, and furthermore you shall go. Satan, get lost. That's the day is going to get lost. So we enforce the kingdom of God. We engage the kingdom of God in our life by the confession of the word of God over our, in, through, our through our mouth. Say it out loud. What has God spoken over you? What are the promises and the words of God that have gone ahead of you? Say it out. If you still don't believe it, say it out until you're here. Hear it over and over and your heart will believe it. You are trusting God for healing and you say, I confess by stripes I am here for two times. This headache, this head is still pounding. Confess it. Don't you know how many years God has been confessing that Jesus is going to come? Thousands of years. I confess that he will come before he came. Let, wait, let's stay there. How do we enforce the kingdom? We enforce it by faith. We enforce it by faith. The greatest miracle we received in our life was when we gave our heart to Jesus. If the devil, a man of God said, if the devil could not hinder you from getting born again, do you think the devil will be able to hinder you from getting all that God asked for you? You didn't get born again in the dream. You didn't get born again having vision. So if you are going to heal somebody, it is not going to be in the vision. God wants us to, the, Jesus says something, say, blessed are those who have not seen, but they believed. When Thomas said, no, me, Except I see, I will not be. That means it is in the power of our will to believe or not to believe. 
If you choose to believe it, we will see it. Jesus said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. If we will choose to believe God, don't say in your heart, I want to try it. Don't try it. The only thing we need to settle is, do you believe in your heart that this idea go, is God putting it in my heart? The devil can never put it in your heart to give money to God. It is not possible. The devil can never put it in your heart to pray for somebody that is sick. The devil can never put it in your heart to preach the gospel. The devil can never put it in your heart to show kindness to somebody. The devil can never, whatever comes to our hearts, whatever ideas, thought comes to our heart, that is good. Let's go out in faith, even if we make mistake. It's a learning opportunity for us. God wants us to rise up in faith and force the kingdom of God. In our offices, let's take authority for God. In our school, let's enforce the word. If there is something we are doing here, right here, is that we are releasing the word of God to the atmosphere. Those words will not go unfulfilled. When they grow up, suddenly we will see the harvest coming. So in boldness, in confidence, God told Joshua, he said, you just, you just be courageous. Please, let's go to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And I think that's where I'm going to stop this morning as we round off this morning. Joshua chapter 1. The scripture says, okay, let me read from verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. As I said unto Moses, and God gave the description, Verse 5, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong. It's like God saying, the only thing I want from you, only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate. Can we begin to look at it? It won't depart. That's confession. Meditation is solid, getting it solidified. Meditation is thinking it over and over to allow the Holy Spirit to, to crystallize principles, ideas, systems, processes in our heart. Day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way 
prosperous and thou shall have good success. God said, as we go for the word, as we seek the kingdom, as we seek the righteousness of God, God's way of doing things and being right, as we live the life of righteousness, the life of peace, the life of joy in the Holy Ghost, we will make our ways prosperous and have good sources. So it is not God delaying us. Of a truth, there is the fullness of time. There is the concept of the fullness of time, the season of God. But the scripture says, now faith is God is always in the now. God is all, we will grow from glory to glory. It is not as if we will go from grace to glory, from, from grass to glory. God already took us away from the grass when we gave our heart to Jesus. He took us from the merry clay of sin. He, he wrenched us away from the hand of the devil. He has put us in his glory. The only thing is as we behold him, the glory gets brighter. As we behold him, the glory gets brighter. So God wants us to go for our life. Go for it. The life of the kingdom, supernaturally, that we bring God to bear. Let's, let, that we bring God, the kingdom of God, the word of God, the ways of God, the things of God. We bring it to bear on every aspect of our lives. Trusting God to, to, you know, to push us forward every day, every day, upward and forward. God said, as you put this word in your mouth, as you meditate on it, as you observe, I jumped a place, that you may observe to do it. As you do it, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good sources. Can we rise up before the Lord and respond to him? Engaging the kingdom of God, enforcing the kingdom of God in your environment. Enforce the kingdom of God in your neighborhood. Enforce the kingdom of God. It is given to every one of us where you are walking, where you are. Take authority in the spirits. Give the souls of men. You know, give the souls of men to God. People, was there a study we were doing one day? Pastor Isaiah was trying to tell us. Some people will have go, they, they will Go to the devil, they, they, will have, they will have decided. How do they decide what happens to, to, to the value of the, of the currency of each nation? Some people get together in Forbes, some people get together in Wall Street, and they, they will have decided. Let's begin to decide things in the spirits. Let's decide in the spirit. Decide. People in your neighborhood, give them to God. They are wallowing in their sicknesses. Mention, say, in the name of Jesus, I give this atmosphere to God. I give people in Leicester to God. People in my school, your lecturers. You, somebody interceded before you gave your heart to Jesus. We have to enforce the lordship of Jesus over the lives of people like that. You know, let's do it. As we do it every time, we may not see the impact now. You know, like that, 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 that testimony Pastor Israel told us sometimes of a servant of God. He was there in, on his knees in his room 
and on his knees in his room. Can you imagine the wonders of God, the oppression, the sovereignty of the kingdom of God? He was there in his room, and the Holy Ghost woke him up. I listened to that testimony myself. He, the Holy Spirit woke him up. He said, pray now. He got on his knee, and before he knew what was happening, he met himself fully dressed in another part of the world, and they went underneath one, one monastery or somewhere, where they went to, he said, the anointing of, of like, the, that worked in the life, the apostolic anointing, they are, the demons have kept it longer, we are apostle Paul, somebody, somebody, somebody was killed, and he met all his friends that they usually intercede together, they met themselves there, and they released those things, and you come and see things, and God said, these are the days of the past of God. The hundred years of Azusa Street, it started already. We are already there. So let's open our mouth and pray. Lord, I lose all my inhibitions in the name of Jesus. All my inhibition, I lose them. All my limitation in the name of Jesus. I break through every limitation in my heart, in my mind, every, you know, I break through whatever it is that is limiting me in the name of Jesus. Somebody, people partying, they will not be afraid to invite you to their club. They will not, the people will not be ashamed to do their own thing. We should also not be ashamed to do our own thing. That in the name of Jesus, I receive grace, the inner drive to enforce the kingdom of God, to enforce the purpose of God in my life, in the name of Jesus, in my issue, I go for the kingdom of God, I yield to the trainings of the Holy Ghost in the kingdom of God, I obey the word of God, I live by God, I live by faith, I will follow my brain, in the name of Jesus, I follow the Holy Spirit, I follow the word of God, I yield in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I receive grace to operate the kingdom, to operate the kingdom of God, to get the word of God, to get the word of God, to get the word of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit, to get the perspective of God on issues. In the, that's how to operate the engage the kingdom of God. Let's get the perspective of God and let's walk with the perspective of God in the name of Jesus. Let's receive courage, let's receive confidence, let's receive grace, daily reminder by the Holy Ghost to enforce the kingdom of God, to rule our lives by the revelations of the word of God, by the revelation of the Holy Ghost, to give attention to our faith, to give attention to our work with God, to give attention we receive grace, to give attention to our work with you, to give attention to our fellowship and communion with the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, our God. Let's pray finally. Lord, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in my life, in my home. Pray every aspect of your life in my finances, in my health, in my business, in my career, in my schooling, in my parenting, in my future, or my generation, in, in my town, in my city, in our nation. Thy will, thy kingdom come, Lord. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. In the name of Jesus, let's enforce it upon United Kingdom. We enforce 
see upon London City, we enforce it. Upon Leicester, upon Chelmsford, we enforce it. Upon Scotland, upon Northern Ireland, upon Ireland, in the name of Jesus, upon West, we enforce the kingdom of God. We enforce the lordship of Jesus. Say the will of God be done in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our God. Lord, you have said that the whole heart will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. You will do it in us. You will do it through us. Men will see what you can do and what you do through us, in us, and with us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.